Welcome to the Shallow Dive on Koheles, the book of Ecclesiastes. Join us as we explore the treasures gathered by King Solomon. I hope you enjoy it. The words of the wise can be heard, accepted, if they are delivered softly. More so than the screams of a ruler over fools. The diametric difference between the means of delivery, which in theory, face value might say, one presents a sense a sense of urgency, a sense of power, and you would expect that to be effective. But in actuality, the words of the wise, they're not coming from a position of Moshel, so they don't necessarily convey a sense of force, but there is an authority of wisdom if they are delivered, benachas, they are accepted. They are heard, literally, but they are accepted. Interesting contrast. The first part of the Pasuk is plural, divrei chachomim, whereas the foil is za'akas moshel. It's a singular. So the words of the wise versus the scream of the ruler. We're not contrasting Chacham with Moshal, or Chachamim with Moshalim, but Chachamim with Moshalim. And that, I think, underlies the point that we're not describing Chachamim as an authoritative source, but rather those who bear wisdom, and wisdom can be conveyed by many. Wisdom is wisdom. It speaks for itself in a certain sense. Whereas the focus of power is in the singular, Moshel, a ruler. That really highlights the contrast between the two parts of this pasuk, of this verse. Dibir Chachamim versus Zakas Moshel. Rav Chaim says, if someone has a struggle that they're grappling with, they should even potentially seek out different perspectives from people that are hahamim in order to address and rise to the challenge. And that's not in any way a form of disrespect to any individual hacham, but it is a testament to the responsibility of the person making the choice. The person who is ultimately not just empowered with the choice, but responsible for the choice, should try, to the best of that person's ability, to seek out divrei chachamim, the words of the wise, plural, wise chachamim. And that is a valuable means of 
arriving at the truth of their situation. Looking at it from different perspectives is helpful. And ultimately, the individual bears responsibility for their choices. Zakas Moshel is the contrast, is the foil, it's the scream, the forceful scream of the one who is in power, it's an authoritarian, con- conveying a message of brute power. It may be accepted in the sense of accomplished, in a short-term sense, but is not nishmoyim, anywhere near the manner of effectively nishmoyim, accepted as divir chacham in the words of the wise. So that Zakas Moshel can make something happen. He's ruling over Xilim of the fools, and his scream will cause a flurry of activity to comply with the scream of the ruler, but in the broader sense, nothing has changed. Nothing has been nishma, nothing has been accepted. It's just a superficial application of power. Let's see the tagum. Mile ditzelosa de chakimaya. The words of prayer of the wise. All different interpretation. Divir Chachamim, the words of the wise, refers, according to Tagum, with the words of prayer of the wise. Vachashai miskablin, they're offered up in a hushed tone. They are received and accepted. Kaldam Mori Alma, before the master of the universe. Yatir, more so than, Kabbalas, Kal Gavra Rishia. The voice of a wicked man, Dehushalit al Shation, that he is a ruler over the fools, Difagim, that intercedes, Veles Makabal, and no one accepts it. The ruler is trying to make things happen. In this context, Tagum completes the foil in a way that the ruler is not just a ruler, but a wicked ruler. And he's ruling over fools. And he speaks it out explicitly, Veles Makabala, it is not accepted. Meaning Nishmoyim, he's learning as accepted, but he's contrasting two very different ways of going about to effect a change. The wise who seek to change things in this world employ the method of prayer. Is brought Baba Basra. Someone has a chayla, a sick person in their house. Go by a wise person to ask him to pray, beseech mercy for the one who is ill. 
God accepts the prayers of the wise. And those prayers are offered up in a hushed tone. Part of the power of prayer is recognizing that the one who is praying is in a position of dependency and powerlessness. That is actually fundamental to the experience of prayer. If one is praying, that means that they are acknowledging that they don't have, they're asking for something, they don't have it, there is a need. They're turning to God to fulfill that need. So it's it's not done in a manner of pomp. It's done with the true wisdom, the recognition that they are powerless and they're relying entirely on God. And the prayer that is offered as such, coming from this wisdom, is received by the master of the universe. He is really the one empowered. This is in contrast with the wicked ruler's perspective on how to get things done. The wicked ruler looks at things in a superficial way, says, I'm in power, I can make things happen. He's going to intervene and push things around, reforms, projects, whatever it might be. He has ideas, he's going to make it happen, he's in charge. Release Mikado. And it's not accepted. His fundamental premise is flawed. It's coming from wickedness. It's coming from a position of gaiva, of haughtiness. And it's a mirage, a mirage that ultimately runs hollow. And the whole process is doomed to failure from beginning. It's not going to achieve anything. Obviously, God can achieve what he wants through the hands of the wicked, and he does. He calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Certainly, God can bring about his will through all sorts of means. People that are willingly serving him and are instruments of his will unwittingly. But the purpose of the shalit, the, who's wicked, is fundamentally flawed. He, he is not able to accomplish through these means. And thinking he will is, is an error, and it won't actually be accepted. Let's see Rashi. Benachas nishmoim. The words of the wise are accepted when given over gently. They are acceptable to people. People hear the words, the wisdom resonates, and they are not browbeaten into accepting it, but they see the enlightenment for the light and recognize there is truth here. This is actually empowering in the sense that a person is changed when they accept something that is true. That wisdom becomes alive within them. Mizakas Moshe Vaksilim. The 
this is in contrast with the screams of the fool, the ruler of the fools. Malche haumos. This refers to the politicians of the world. Malche haumos, the kings of the world. Standard motif of politics is about might, about power, force. That underlies the entire political system within the international perspective on governance and it's a ruler over fools the whole system is flawed Moshe Nifter Zeh Kamoshanim the contrast with the kings of the nations is Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu he, for many years, has not been the king of the Jews. And nonetheless, his decrees are still accepted. Al Yisrael, Jewish people still fulfill the decrees of Moshe. There are rabbinic decrees established by Moshe that are still part and parcel of Jewish way of life. We have Kriya Satera, a specific way. Part of that is through the Takan of Moshe. We have Takana. Various Takanas, but that's just one example. Many Takanas. Not just through the Chachamim throughout the generations, but already from the time of Moshe. The contrast with Moshe and his enactments which are still in force over 3,000 years later is very easily discerned the age-old pastime among non-Jewish monarchs get the Jews nothing new the Japanese Ambassador quipped when he went to Germany, I wish we had Jews in our country. The whole German populace is united against the Jews. It's a great force of unification. They can agree to hate the Jews. It's a great scapegoat. There can be all sorts of problems in society, and if the ruler can say, oh, look over here, it's the Jew. So then they won't look at the faults of the ruler or, even worse, people won't look at their own faults. That's, you know, the most blind spot of all blind spots. It's a very common tactic, been employed throughout history. Shmat al-Yisrael, ve'ein tevrei miskamin. And, look, look at the situation, we are here today. Their words have not been fulfilled. Their decrees, their power really applying themselves, sometimes with German efficiency. Nonetheless, they're not able to fight against God and accomplish their goal. doesn't work that way. So, the divrei chachomim, the words of the wise, who are the guides of the Jewish people, and more broadly, 
the guides of humanity, whether they be Jewish or non-Jewish. You can have Chachamim among the nations, wise people among the nations. There's, there's wisdom among the non-Jews. That wisdom is real in the sense that when it resonates and it's accepted and has an effect for good, it, it really makes a change and it's accepted even benachas. That's the contrast. Even if it's given over in a hushed tone, the delivery is not the power of course, it's nice to have a good delivery. But the divrei chachomim is the power. The words of the wise. Even if it's benachas. Nishmaim, they're accepted. Let's take a look at the Mitzudas David. Benachas nishmaim. Af ki yedabe benachas. Even if they are spoken in a soft way. Mibliza aka. No screaming. They are heard, received, accepted. More so than the ranting scream of a ruler. That he himself is considered from among the fools. He's the contrast with the Chachamim. He's not a Chacham. He is a fool. He's the fool among the fools. Number one fool. So although he is screaming, what he's saying is not anything of substance. It will not be makobal, it will not have an impact in an essential manner. It might be a flurry of activity, but nothing substantive. And the Tzudah Tzion explains Benachas, Rasulomar, the shiftless call, in a soft, hushed voice. Let's see the Ben Ezra. Divrei, Yish Mefayr Shaposuk, Arishin Kach, Tovo Chach Ma Some explain the earlier verse that King Solomon shared with us this nugget of wisdom, greater, more good is wisdom than brute strength and understand this verse to be along those lines and if the wisdom of the poor would be considered disgraced or degraded even though his words are more accepted when accepted, when delivered in a soft way, with a a voice that is non-aggressive, more so than the words of the ruler over fools delivered in a barking command. Because 
The Medrash says, the words of the wise are like nails planted into the soul. If somebody hears the message of Chachmah, it makes a difference. A person actually understands what is being conveyed and perceives the truth of it, it makes an indelible mark on a person's soul. It doesn't require anything else. It's the Chachma itself. Some commentaries pick up on the plural, the words of the wise in plural, to indicate that an individual wise person does not gain the same level of acceptability among the people until it presents the chorus of all of the wise. So if you have one person who's oh, I'm saying something interesting, he's a qualified expert, I don't really know, but he's a lone voice. You have the Chachamim gathering together, Divrei Chachamim, the words of the wise as a group, then people will accept it. That's an appeal to the collective value of Chachamim, which there is some validity, validity to that. We find within Jew- Jewish jurisprudence that a legal rendering is based on rope. If you have a plurality, a majority consensus that can ha- affect a binding ruling that outweighs a minority. You can have a minority. They're even on the Sanhedrin. They represent some of the greatest minds, greatest individuals, but if they reflect the minority opinion, so it will not carry the day in a practical sense. So the words of the Chachamim will be accepted when it is a unified plurality of Chachamim. Some say that these wise are wealthy. Interesting. Not sure what the nekuda of that opinion is. Why focus on their wealth? Of course, those who are wise are broadly expected to be able to amass wealth if they have wisdom. As we saw earlier, Shlomo Mel says that it's counterintuitive to have a chacham who doesn't have bread. And the correct interpretation, in my opinion, says the Ezra, It's not talking about one instance. He's speaking about the voice of wisdom coming from an individual who is impoverished, powerless. But nonetheless, there are times that his words will be accepted more than the words of a king. The king has the authority of political power. But the authority of Chachma, of wisdom, 
even if it's coming from a context of someone who is powerless, the authority of the wisdom can be accepted for its own sake. He is saying the right thing. Whoever said it. You find, for example, the Ramban in his introduction to Shimon Prakim. He says, I'm not going to tell you sources of who said it. There are a lot of things I'm quoting. I didn't come up with all these ideas. I'm not going to tell you this one's from Confucius. I'm just not going to do it. This one's from Aristotle. Not going to happen. Why? Because sometimes people have an emotional block. And the second they hear this guy's name, that guy's name, they're going to have some derangement syndrome and not going to be able to accept it. doesn't matter how correct logical, reasonable the statement is their derangement syndrome is going to kick in when they hear the name and that's it they're going to turn off their brain to actually evaluating the words for them, themselves the idea being presented and Ramam is afraid of that fallout He's trying to share wisdom he says doesn't matter, I'm sharing wisdom from whoever said it it could be Jews, non-Jews I don't want to run the risk of people shutting down when they hear who said it. The wisdom speaks for itself. So that's the idea that the Ezra is championing as the, the main thrust of this verse. Let's see this far now. The words of the wise are accepted when delivered softly. And so it happens when the general methodically, carefully orders with wisdom his entire strategy of how to go about the battle or the war. This is before the engagement itself, before he's actually in the thick of things. He has a plan. If he does so, then his directives will be accepted. And he will maintain discipline of his forces, the army, and his order will be actualized, and he will be effective. So the Nachas, the Svarno is saying, is the preparation, the forethought, ordering things in advance in the sense that it's not just a haphazard set of directives, you do this, you do that, total chaos, that is not effective. The nachas is forethought, is ordering things before the actual engagement takes place. Then there will be nishmoim, his words, his directives as a leader will be accepted to the soldiers. He'll be able to accomplish what he set out to do with the appropriate game plan in force that he has worked out in advance. Mizakas Moshe, in contrast to the the commands of the fool that are conveyed through screaming, Yosef, Imash, Zakas, Moshe. 
This is more effective than the screams of the ruler. If he yells at fools, the various soldiers, that are waging war in foolishness, built to say to nulls, without any proper ordering, no regiments, there's no formations, so if there just seem to be random directives, the men on the battlefield, they hear their general yelling at them, but they're quite hesitant to actually comply. There's no trust. There's no confidence. So the, the nachas, the way that Sforno is describing it, is the ordered, thought-out presentation in advance that instills confidence in those that are hearing what is being conveyed. Let's see the Talumas Chachma. Divrei Chachamim benachas, words of the wise in softness. Lazos amarti ledaber benachas imnafshem. For this I said to speak softly with your soul. A person speaks his own soul softly. For the words of the wise, when they speak in a soft tone, they are heard and accepted. More than the screaming of a leader over fools. Shehu Hagitzahara. Who is the leader over fools? That's the evil inclination. The one who just issues directives. You gotta do it. Yitzhar says, you gotta do it. You must. It's not thought out. Impulsive. Yitzhar says, just do it. Ruler over fools. A person wants to rise above that, he needs to take Divrei Chachamim Benachas. Speak to himself with Divrei Chachamim Benachas. Don't just use the Yitzhahara's tactics backwards. It's actually not as effective. Although it's effective for the Yitzhahara to try and get some impulsive sinning, that's because it's not coming from Chachma. By definition, Yitzhar is not coming from Chachma. It's not coming from wisdom. It's coming from foolishness. So for the Yitzhahara, the classic tactics are to bypass Chachma and push a person to do something impulsively. If somebody wants to gain mastery over themselves, they should share the words of the wise softly with their own soul. As opposed to just pushing impulsively on themselves. The evil inclination is called the ruler over fools because the evil inclination does rule over the wicked. And the wicked are by definition fools. That leads into the next verse. 